During lockdown, I amused myself by writing ghost stories, some of them set here in Portobello, such as the ghostly kayaker and the haunted house built on the grounds of an ancient sanatorium. But I was intrigued to learn that some homes here are indeed claimed to be haunted. Enough for the sound effects. Next week, the first in a series of ghost tours will take place in Portobello. They're led by two people with a shared fascination for the weird and wonderful. Jonathan Tallon has written two books about it and runs a YouTube channel, all called North Edinburgh Nightmares. And living in Joppa, I was intrigued to discover about mysterious events in Joppa Road. I've interviewed many people from Portobello, Joppa, Musselburgh, etc., all with fascinating, terrifying tales. The best way that I seem to get stories is when you get a lead on something and you'll interview somebody and you'll say, oh yeah, yeah, I've got them, but I've got a better one for you. I'll phone my friend. And that was how this one came about. It was a family that lived in an address in Joppa Road, near the Ormalee pub, in 1977. And it was a culmination of events that led to them, I think it was over many weeks, and there was one instance, one night, when something so terrifying caused them to flee the house in absolute terror. You'll have to come on the walk to find out what happened. Lisa and her sister leapt from their beds and into the darkness of the room. Both girls were screaming and in a blind panic at what they had both just witnessed seconds before. Fumbling through the pitch-black room, the elder girl managed to source the light switch. The room, now illuminated, revealed her terrified sibling, now huddled beneath her bedsheets, petrified in the corner of the room. The commotion and screams from the girls alerted their parents, who rushed through to the children's bedroom. What the hell's the matter? cried the startled man. Both girls, sobbing and unable to reply, ran to the arms of their parents, where they remained for several minutes. After a while, the children both regained composure and eventually found the capacity to recall the disturbance. Not all of the tales to be told during the tours are about ghastly goings-on. In one case, it's about an event in the past, the truth of which has never fully been resolved. It starts with the fountain on the south side of Abercorn Park, more popularly known as the Daisy Park. It's a memorial to a local doctor. But this story has more than one tragic end. From what we know, he was a, a physician that helped the needy. People you know, who needed his help but couldn't afford it, he would intervene and he would help them. And in this case, Jane Anderson, who was a young woman who was in labour, came to him for help to deliver her child. And in the mid-stages of delivering the, the baby, he made a tragic mistake that day and accidentally pulled a wrong organ, resulting in Jane's tragic death, an agonising death. But the, the main part of the story happened afterwards, when the investigation commenced about why and what had happened. It looked like Dr Dewar may have even got off with it. He had great respect from the community, as you do, and he tragically took his life by his own hand. And the story ended. It was all over. There was nothing more said about whatever happened to Jane Anderson, what happened to her baby. Nobody knew. And that's why when I read about International Women's Day and about them trying to keep the story remembered, 
the term that they use is where's Jane's fountain and that hit a nerve it did I thought we'll have to feature that in the poetry episode even though not a supernatural tale it's one that I think you know we should you know bring to the table. John's partner on the tours will be Kerry Powell. She grew up in and around Portobello and developed a fascination for the supernatural. John and I worked together many years ago and we always got on and we kind of found out we both liked history of Edinburgh which kind of led into ghost stories and we have a mutual friend who runs the Edinburgh 14 Society so that kind of meets up monthly, talks about different kind of supernatural... Sorry, what was it about the supernatural that attracts you? I was one of those children that really enjoyed ghost stories. My mum would tell me stories all the time and we'd walk around graveyards, including Portobello Graveyard, and we'd read a lot of them. You know, a lot of the gravestones told you how people lived, how they died, and people in my family have felt things, they've seen things, and I can feel and see things sometimes. So that kind of led there. And then also growing up in Brunston, when it was the really old, old Brunston, like the old piggery, the old cottages, we used to run about there and we'd see things and freak each other out. So kind of grew from there into being an adult and kind of staying with it. One time, when we were waiting outside the driveway for my other friends, my friend, we'll call him D, started screaming. I turned round to see what he was looking at and we saw the old woman again at the window, but this time hovering in front of it. We could see the window through her. Again, the same look on her face. We could see the apron. She didn't really have a bottom half, but we could almost see the shape of a long skirt. We just both started screaming and ran away, terrified, promising we were not going to tell anyone what we saw in case we looked mental, in case we looked insane. So it is my own story. It's my friends and I, we used to play there all the time before everything was changed. Um, there's the new farm cottages now that are there, and we used to run about them and there was an old chicken coop. There was the old part where we think was an abattoir and what we call the piggery, and we'd be there to... 10 o'clock at night, pitch black, but we would see things, we would chase after them, we would kind of be very confused as kids, and as you get older you start talking, going, that's weird, you know, that couldn't have happened, so stories I remember from growing up were daring each other to chase after, kind of what stuck with me, and that's when I started telling John about it, and he invited me to join him on the Portobello video, and kind of from there we've kind of grown into North Edinburgh Nightmares together. You wonder if the residents in those new cottages see things or hear things that go bump in the night? I do wonder that myself. If any of them are listening, we'd love to know because they look so good now. But I do wonder because obviously a lot of the foundations are the same and a lot of the walls are the same. And you do find when it comes to supernatural, like even bits of brick and mortar contain kind of energies and memories, so to speak. So... It would be very fascinating and also to see if anything's happening because obviously they're digging up the fields now and usually get that has a lot of supernatural activity kind of comes out of things being moved. At the start of this episode I mentioned that John had published a couple of books, collections of tales of the unnatural under the title North Edinburgh Nightmares. So what prompted him to start on this venture? I had a, a culmination of stories from when I was a youngster, you know, the first one that was ever told to me was by my granddad back in the 70s, and he was a trawler, and he'd sail out of Granton Harbour, to the likes of the Faroe Islands, to the Shetlands and afar, and he always had this terrifying story of a ghostly 13th crew member. It never left me, I always remembered that one. We may even tell it on the ghost walk. I mean, it's a bit down the, the road, but still it's, you know, it's a, a nautical tale. I had many others that I'd found over the years. And, you know, I thought I could put these together in the book and the collective title would be North Edinburgh Nightmares. And it just kind of rolled off the tongue. After that, 
We started putting videos together of some of these stories and they became very successful. The books, plus a YouTube channel, the latter involving Kerry, led them to start regular ghost tours around the city and not always in the obvious historical parts. I'd been on many ghost walks uh, around the UK. I thought these lesser known stories would people be interested in them? I mean, you know, Edinburgh's a plethora of stories to do with Greyfriars, to do with the vaults, to do with Greyfriars, Bobby, Harry Potter, etc. And I thought, would they be interested in the Ghost of the Wardy Steps? So we tried that out and it was a huge success. And we've done it for a few years now around the Trinity area. And there's maybe 15 stories around there. And when, you know, ever anyone speaks to me and says, what's in Trinity? What's in, you know, that EH5 area? and said, you'll be amazed. So we did that one. We did one in the new town. There was a lot of good old stories, documented ones from the new town. We did that as well, and along the coast at Cramond, we did a special along there. So that's been, you know, three successful ghost walks, and this hopefully is going to be a success too in Portie. I think we work really well together. We kind of take nods from each other, and with this tour, we want everyone to be able to hear us and to see us. So I think it means, you know, we can be at different positions in the tour and people can experience that. And I think as well, kind of get just the feelings that we get from the stories. You know, John's heard them secondhand. Some of the stories I'm seeing are my first-hand experiences. So I think it will give people different varieties. And if there's any questions anyone's got, hopefully one of us can answer it very well for them. Might you hope that maybe somebody on the tour might say, I got a better one than the ones you're telling? We'd love that. We'd absolutely love that. At the end of the tours, we are going to be going to the SB. Anyone who's on the tours or hears about it is welcome to come. And we're kind of hoping to encourage people to maybe chat to us about what we've discussed or what if they've got anything better or want to ask, be absolutely perfect. We're always wanting to hear new experiences and new stories from people just to even maybe make this even bigger, you know, maybe something we can continue doing with new stories and new characters, really. The Ghost Tours of Portobello will start next Saturday with two a month until the end of September. However, I should warn you that the first is already sold out. And that's it for another week. Please get in touch if you've an idea that could make an episode. You can use either social media or email to the 40 podcast at gmail.com. Have a good week. Bye for now.